Well, it's a good afternoon to uh, Tim Andrews. Wonderful to welcome you down to the, uh, or into the Brummie Den, two Brummies coming into the downtown in business den. Uh, Tim, it's like me and you sitting in a pub, I think, mate, with a glass of wine in front of us, just catching up. Well, where is the wine? Should we pass it, pass it, pass it over? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's, that's my glass of uh, clear wine. Tim, I've had too much the weekend, so I'm, uh, I'm detoxing this week. Slightly jaded. I think... Um, yeah. There's a few things I want to talk about, Tim, from my perspective. You know, and we're talking about downtown. This is going out to an audience. It's going to go out to uh, an open audience. So whether you're downtown members or not or anything like that, it's just two people who've probably got the same mindset. We both care passionately about Birmingham, about the region, about charities and about doing the right things, specifically for the right reasons. I want to talk a little bit about you and I'll invite you in a, you know, in a minute to come in. And I want to talk about your business. Obviously, it would be remiss of me not to talk about the charitable sort of aspects and things like that. But there are, believe it or not, Tim, there might be some people in Birmingham who don't know who you are. Um, they've got to be some somewhere, maybe a handful of them. So if we can take the opportunity to just welcome you to the den and if you could introduce yourself as a starting point, that'd be great. Yeah, no, great. Um, well, I'm very honoured to uh, to be asked to, to come in uh, to speak. Um, I was asked to be a member actually of downtown just when you first launched in Birmingham. Um, and I've been with you guys ever since. So I think it's, uh, it's cracking what you guys are doing and um, bringing businesses together right across Birmingham, not just from one sector, but from many sectors. So I think that's really, really quite good what you guys are doing. Um, there are lots of organizations like yourselves out there that do what you do, but I think you do, you do do it slightly different. And, uh, you know, and I, I think, I think it's quite honorable what you're doing. So, yeah, so me, um, I am chairman of a company called Hollywood Monster. It's a company that me and my father set up in 1991. It's changed its name along the way just once uh, when we merged two businesses together. Um, Hollywood Signs is a business that I started and the, name's, the name on the tin says what it does. Um, signage graphics business, uh, supplying signage to all sectors, but mainly the property industry to begin with. Uh, last recession, in around 2008, um, one of the learnings from it was we had to diversify into other sectors um, because it was largely a property sort of uh, hit recession uh, and financial sort of recession. Um, and, and one of the learnings was that, you know, we, we need to diversify into other sectors. And, and one of the sectors that we moved into was, uh, was exhibitions. And the, obviously the exhibitions and the events, and one of the learnings from this recession is uh, um, we need to move out of that sector as well, to a degree. Uh, it served us very well, both property and exhibitions. Um, but unfortunately, in recessions, you need to try and pivot your business to, you know, to feed off what's still left. Um, and so we're going through that at the moment. Um, back in March the 15th, I think it was, we closed the doors. We had no work. Very, very worrying times for us. Um, £10 million turnover business went down to zero. Um, th thankfully, the week later, the Chancellor um, announced the furlough scheme. So we were unable to put all our 70 employees onto the furlough scheme. Um, and six weeks on from that, we're nearly back, not in terms of people, but we're back quite, quite strongly uh, in terms of turnover because we're, we're doing all the social media stickers that you see everywhere <laughs> across the retail sectors. Uh, we've done probably nearly every high street shop actually brand um which has been amazing when i'm talking every high street shop there are exceptions of course 
Mm. Um, but we've been really, really fortunate um, to do all these different brands um, where I would never have dreamt of doing, to be quite honest with you. Um, so it's been a really roller coaster ride for me the last three months where I thought I was going to lose everything. And I generally really met, felt that. Um, to now actually thinking, well, you know, our business has got a really, really strong future. And um, obviously, we, we haven't got all the COVID, pre COVID work back yet, but we've, you know, we, we really have done well. So thankfully, and, and dare I say it, uh, excuse the pun, but the, the, the virus killed my business. Um, and actually, it's also been a savior as well in many respects um, because of this new market that's emerged. Um, and you know we've we've uh, we've, we've taken it with, uh, with with both hands actually. So I'm 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 now a very happy chappy. Um, so yeah. So we're a business we do now right across many sectors. Uh, retail is obviously a, a larger sector as well that that's emerging. Um, so going forward, I think I think we'll be a lot stronger as a result because we've we've spread ourselves over many sectors. Mm. Um, so yeah, all good. I noticed that uh, you've stepped back in as interim managing director as well. Yep. So that's definite hands-on approach from you as well. So you rolled your sleeves up and really got back onto the shop floor, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, the, simply the reason why it's not the, the previous managing director who still is our sales director is, he, he, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's so important to the business. But unfortunately, what, what I think I did do is... Uh, give him too much to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I moved up to chair to take over my dad when my dad sadly passed away. Um, but I think, he, I don't, just don't think he, he was just too big a job for him. Um, and just to give you an example, September last year, uh, we turned over a million pounds and we made, I think it's three and a half thousand pounds, you know, so pretty much we broke even. Um, and to do that sort of level of business in one month tells you there's something wrong. Yes, you know? yeah, um, yeah, fundamentally. And, 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 it, and it's, you know, it's not one person's fault. It's actually probably, it's my fault um, for, for stepping away too much, too soon, you know. Um, and, uh, and, and so I've stepped back in purely just on an interim level just to help. Um, I think we're getting back to that point where I can perhaps step away again, but, but not step so far away this time. Um, okay. And so then... I'm learning um, me, really. Some of your other passions in your life, you know, and we will come back to Hollywood Monster, but some of your other passions in your life is clearly, you know, you're probably more known for Love Brum and your charitable contributions to the city and the region than probably your working life. Yeah. Um, people think that you're a full-time Love Brum for the amount of activity and the amount of things that's happened historically things like that and i think there's somebody called pj i don't I'm, you know come <laughs> yeah. across him a couple of times well, I, I think he did something that we love from as well didn't he at some point <laughs> yeah we uh, it was a it was a it was an idea down the pub uh, the old contemptibles of, of of all pubs uh, yeah. we, we basically we just felt we, we our passions are very similar they were on the same page um and, and we just and it wasn't just about starting a charity actually because we, we wanted to start a charity for a couple of years prior to when we actually started Love Brum. Um, but it needed to be something that we're really quite passionate about. And, and, and the reason for Love Brum, the really, the real thinking behind Love Brum is it's not just a charity. It's, you know, we try and promote the city. We try mm -hmm. and get rid of that, that many, many years of history of it being a dowdy, dirty, um, 
ugly city, you know, uh, and I'm talking not, not the people, because of course me and you have changed that, Paul, but Absolutely. I'm talking about the, <laughs> talking about the buildings, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the image, you know, and, and actually the reality is very different. I think what's really good about Birmingham is, is it's people, it's, you know, we're really passionate people. Um, we're a very diverse city, you know, and, and we all get on very well, I think, as a city, and there obviously are exceptions. Um, but I think, I think the best way of promoting cities is pe- through its people. And there are so many organisations out there that just don't get the look in. Um, these small organisations that quite often are volunteer-led. Mm-hmm. And just a small amount of money makes a huge difference. And, and against, against the, the, big, the big charities who are also very good, but, but always tend to get the support because they've got full-time fundraising managers and whatnot these small charities they don't you know and, and actually they haven't got the contacts either so actually having uh, somebody like love rum that gives them a little bit of a platform um i think works well um the charity you know we've got so many big plans for love rum we want it to be much bigger than it is but we mm-hmm. want we always want it to be the charity for the small for the small charity um because it's down to money covid has come at a time where you know that really does stop the growth if you like from a corporate support point of view because a lot of businesses can't afford to put money into charity they've got to look after their own coffers first um so hopefully it doesn't slow us down too much the growth but i think you know the whole idea and the whole premise behind labrum is to is to promote the the small charity the volunteer-led charities and also make people proud of birmingham again um you know, by just demonstrating what does go on in this city, you know, regardless of what your, your personal opinion is, Birmingham, uh, and I come to think it's, uh, I love walking around this, the Colmore Row area, just looking mm. up in the air rather than down, because it's an amazing city. The buildings, the architecture is just stunning. Um, but, but, you know, we need to remind people that actually we've got some really cool people living here, rather than all the press, always focusing on the negatives. Um, yeah, we've got some think- awesome stuff going on. I think for me, the profile of LeBron, what it was done and everything else like that is particularly impressive. The idea of looking after the smaller charities and very specific projects is excellent. Quite often we'll put money into a larger charity and it kind of just disappears, just disappears across the charity. We know know that it does okay, but actually the the, the projects, the weekly projects, the updates from LeBron is pretty good. Uh, Obviously, I've been a member for a while. Um, and now you've got full-time employees and office full-time employees. And I think that's the, 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 the stage where things really take a turn for the best, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. looking to collaborate on a few projects with Love Brum. So that'll be good. But what's, yeah. what's the future for Love Brum then? Where are you going to well, take it and what are you going to do? This week we've just taken on um, another person to help in the fundraising side of it. So without mm. us raising many, many thousands of pounds, we can't give many thousands of pounds away. So, uh, so the strategy behind that is to get somebody on board to really focus on their fundraising. And as you say, we're doing one, one of the projects with yourself, um, which I think would be awesome. Um, but, you know, hoping it to be one of many projects. Uh, we're even, th- you know, talking about doing virtual bike rides. When I say virtual, you know, not, not big mass gathering bike rides, but where individually you can go out and do a bike ride or individually go out and do a run. Um, but in terms of the future of Love Brum, you know, we want Love Brum to be the, 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 the sort of the, the mouth for the people of Birmingham. Um, you know, we want, we want Love Brum to be seen as, you know, if you've got an issue of the city, don't go to all the other 
organisations like the City Council, for instance. Um, Illibrum could try and help, you know, put the city right and be a bit of a voice for the people. That's what I'd like to see in, you know, in 10 years' time. But we've got to, we've got to build that respect first and, that's, um, and that trust, if you like. Um, yeah. We're nowhere near there yet. But I think that, from a blue sky thinking, I think that's how I'd like to see Lovebrum. Um, and whether that be coffee shops, whether that be charity shops across the city, um, whether that be people wearing caps like they do in New York, love New York City, you know. Um, but I'd like people to be proud of what Lovebrum means for the city. Um, we're nowhere near there yet, <laughs> but that's no, the vision. And I, and I just picking up on your point about when, when people come to Birmingham and they say, what do I look at? And I say, look up. Most Brummies look up anyway, but if you look at the architecture in the buildings in Birmingham, and a majority of people don't realise, just walk around the city, look up. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the cornices, look at the, you know, the statues, look at everything else like that and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you're dead right. I, and I think really the, the lockdown for me was was the time when I started to look up because it's always so very busy and very crowded. You've got to look down because you walk into somebody. Um, mm -hmm. but, but during the lockdown, my hour, my hour um, fitness was literally a walk or a jog around, around that area. Um, obviously didn't run too long. <laughs> but, but I did do a, every day. I did go for a walk and, um, you know, and, I, and I'm living temporarily living in the city centre and I have to say it's an amazing place. Um, mm. And the fact that it was so quiet as well, you could hear a pin drop, you could hear the birds singing, you know, and you just, these sort of things you just don't see. And certainly the buildings, it was just, um, you know, when you haven't got the other distractions going on in the city, um, oh, I makes you realise oh. how good it is. I came into the city um, after about six, uh, six, seven weeks of lockdown, I hadn't been in, and I came into the city just to give bluff. So far behind the rep and walked up into New Street, and there wasn't a person in, in anywhere, no, no yeah. litter, no people or anything like that, and the air was definitely cleaner. cleaner and actually yeah. the stats came out about the cleaner air and things like that, and I'm like, we de definitely need to do something with this. Both of us drive cars with uh, big engines in and things like that. But, yeah. you know, we do need to look at the environment and we need to look at that. And I, yeah, I, no, I'm, to I'm that. totally in agreement with it. You know, when, when, for, yeah. when I first heard that they, they were going to shut the city centre off from, for cars, I okay, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. But actually, you know, you, there are ways to survive without having the car in the city centre. Um, and, and I think... Uh, It'd be quite interesting to see what these scooters, you know, whether that's going to really take off, electric scooters in the city. Um, I think um, we've just got to open up our mind. It will happen and things like that. Yeah. And I'd say the other thing while we're talking about Birmingham is that uh, I'm sitting on 200 degrees Colmore Road, you know, which for me at the minute is the epicentre of the city. Mm. But we'll probably, the axis of the city will probably move towards, you know, um, Millennium Point sort of side of the city with HS2 and things like that. It'll move, it'll spread across that way along Curzon Street. But I'm sitting in 200 degrees and I'm looking out the window thinking about things. And you see people walking down the road just saying good morning to each other, good afternoon and things like that. People just talking to each other and just, you know, nodding people that are existing. You go to London, everybody's got their head down, nobody speaks to you or anything yeah. like that. Even if yeah. you ask a direction in London, you do, you do well to get a response. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope it is not going to change that because you're right, exactly right. Pre-lockdown, 
But have you mm. noticed everybody's different since though? <laughs> Everybody, like everyone's got their mask on. Everyone's uh, literally just didn't give you the eye contact. Um, I, and, I, and I hope that uh, we're doing a campaign. Actually, Liverpool's getting involved in a campaign. Uh, I don't know if you've seen around the city. It's something that I, I supported personally was um, the Smile campaign. There's banners everywhere. Mm. Um, and anyway, they're uh, they're doing a they're doing a, something similar, but it's uh, be friendly and be kind. Um, and and I think you know I think the campaign is just coming at the right time. I think um, so. You'll see some banners around. Yeah, to be to be kind to your neighbour, basically, um, and I think uh, this COVID has put people back into their shells a little. I think. Um, yeah, it has. And, uh, think, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that's only a short-term thing. I think what was uh, I remember being a kid and everybody seemed to be walking along the road whistling and the postman had been saying hey, good morning to everybody and all that yeah. sort of thing. We've kind of lost that. I can't remember last time I had anybody whistling on the on the on the road or anything like that. Yeah. That kind of thing, but I do remember going into pubs as a, as a, you know with my dad, kind of thing. But he'd sneaked off to have a, a beer. I'd be sitting there with some crisps and a pop, kind of thing. <laughs> but everybody would say hello to everybody, yeah, you know, and that kind of thing. It, and that to smile and just to open up, be friendly. I think he's a, he's definitely USB for Birmingham. So I'm going to support you on that one. I think yeah. charities are struggling now, Tim. They're all struggling in one way or another. And we talked not too long ago about collaboration of charities, working together, looking at resources and things like that. Yep. I'd welcome your views uh, just around your thoughts around that. I think, obviously, Love Brum, what Love Brum is all about is collaboration. Um, but a lot of charities, they are very, 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 um, and I've worked with in some, um, they're very dead against working with the chat, they're almost as if they're fighting mm. up to the same pound. Um, and I don't know what it is, I don't know whether that's because, you know, there is, there is a, a sort of a, a competition factor there or whether it's because they don't want their brand diluted or, or confused or, um, but it is a very, you know, they are fighting after this and, and that pound gets less and less, doesn't it, I guess. Um, but I think also this, this period of time has been, Whilst it's been very difficult for charities, I actually also think it's really showed, you know, I think, I think the community has really demonstrated that actually they are still willing to support charity. I think, I think the key is, is making sure that the charity becomes appealing to the, to the donor. Um, and, and I think, you know, you can't rest on your laurels. You can't just, mm. you know, every, every business that keeps after reinventing themselves, don't they? And, and maybe charities need to do the same. Um, there, there is definitely a, a, if you think over the years, and when I say use the word fashionable, that could, could be offensive to some people, but certain charities have become fashionable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And what I mean by that is that, like for instance, Help for Heroes, just as an example, mm. um, you know, everybody started supporting them, didn't they? And there's been lots of those sort of shifts of interest, is perhaps is a better word, but shifts of interest towards these charities. Um, and, and it's like Love Brum, you know, whenever we have a, ch a children's, poorly children, or we have an animal one, we get the most support, mm. you know, which actually, if you've got a dog or a cat, then you think you, you want to support the, the animal charities. But if you don't like animals, then you think, why the hell are they being supported? You know, um, and I just think I just think that charities just need to perhaps adapt a little bit. Um, 
and we always find just from Love Brum's point of view, you know, there's certain things that are really supported well and certain things that aren't. That's because we're just not engaged or we've not mm. come up with something that's interesting. Um, I, I think, so I think that's a... the bigger issue, I think, more, more so than charity. It's easy to say charities are struggling. They've just got to adapt, haven't they? And they've got to, they've got to appeal to the audience that's there at the time and in a way that that, you know, I think the, the community has demonstrated that there's still a hunger to support charities. So, so they shouldn't be struggling. That's what I'm trying to say, I think. Uh, and, I, and, I, and what was interesting is I imagine me and you both sit at the same time rattling our brains and what's new, what's going to work. And we do, you know, you make, uh, you put PJ on a hamster wheel for a day. That does particularly well. And, I, and you know, I'd encourage you to do that more often. You know, that kind of thing. Maybe we can get him on Grand Central or something like that. It's, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Publicly next. But I wonder, maybe we can put him in some, you know, some beans for a fortnight or something like that. That kind of thing. <laughs> um, he's going to be on Channel 4 again because they're going to rerun the Big Brother, best bits of Big Brother, aren't they? Oh, are they? Yeah, okay. so he's going to be back on your TV very soon. He's known to royalty or, or infamous or whatever that. I think when, and, and what was interesting, look, Rob, you came up with a piece of art. So you had pieces of art going around at the same time that we created our art piece. Yeah, I was going to say that to you. Fair play to what you've done. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, obviously, we, I know we spoke about it. Um, and it is, it is actually, I think art, I mean, I've been talking to an artist now for two years, actually, to do a piece for Love, Brum. Um, yeah. And it's, it's about to come out, I think, and we're going to get do printed copies of it. Um, but it took this long to, to sort of get it off the, off the, off the table. But uh, yeah, we had um, some postcards. Uh, Stacey Barnfield approached us and, uh, and said, would you be interested in having this? He says, uh, you know, sell them as postcards. And we thought, what a great idea. Um, yeah. And they've, they have done really, really well. Well, we've sold out, you know, we've got to get, them more, get some more printed. So um, just as something as simple as that, you know, um, we, it's just different. We, it doesn't raise millions of pounds, um, but it's but we don't need millions of pounds. It's a great at. profile piece as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, 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 totally. So no, so, it's, um, it, it's worked. It's worked very well. Um, the uh, 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 the virtual run as well, the ten k run. Mm. Um, we had hundred hundred and two people, I think it was, that run. We only announced it like the week before. Um, mm. You know, to have hundred and two people, you know, is actually quite. It's quite awesome. The fact that it wasn't the, you know, the organised uh, Birmingham Great 10K run, um, but it allowed people to go and do it wherever they wanted to do it, rather than having to travel into the city to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was again, that was that was uh, that was quite good. Some of my DJ sets, and if you've seen them as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I listened. That was, to, uh, that was quite uh, fun after 20 odd years not being behind a. Uh, I bought some. I think I've still got a box. I've still got boxed full of records in my life. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah. That would have fitted into that. So I've got a record player. We, yeah. we, we, I suddenly thought, oh, we might get some stuff out. And I went, I haven't got a record player. Slight, <laughs> slight technical issue there, but kind of listening to some of your stuff was quite, uh, quite interesting. Reminiscent of some of the clubs in Birmingham. Yeah. We won't go down that road. I think we've got a. We're planning to do this fire, ice, and Lego walk, aren't we? At Millennium so, Point yeah. next year centre of Birmingham and that kind of thing. So we, for Acorns, we pulled in just under 50,000 and we put that together fairly quick with 100 people yeah. doing the fire walk. I think uh, with the, the two charities coming together, I'd be amazed if we don't get 300 walkers. Well, put, put it into perspective, we've never raised 50 grand. Um, 
I'm not sure exactly what the most we've ever raised in one event. Mm. Probably not far short of it, but we've never raised £50,000. So for us to, to be part of something that raises anything where near that, you know, that would obviously go down, go down really well. And that, and that, and I think really the point in, point in, in, the, in me, me saying this is that, you know, if we was to have £50,000, there's so much that we could do with it. Um, mm. And the impact across the city will be quite immense. Um, and some of the, it's one of the things that we are working on at the moment is to actually raise what we do with the money. Because mm. in, in a lot of charities, one of them, I think the biggest criticism of charities is you don't know where the money goes. You know where the money goes with Love Rub, but you don't really know what it does to that organization that's had the money. So we're going back interviewing them and we're going to be doing a load of videos on, on our impact, which I think oh, is, so the I, mean, I know that's some of them. Yeah, I know some of the uh, organization and what it's meant to them. Um, you know, and it's changed their worlds in some of them. Um, I know there's one, there's one dance school, the name escapes me from being honest with you, which is bad and reminiscent of me, but uh, based in um, Bells Lane, Kings Norton, um, by Maypole, I don't know if you know it. It's an area that's uh, quite deprived. Uh, I grew up just yeah. around the corner from there, actually, in Hollywood. Um, and uh, and there's, there's, a, there's a dance school that's basically set up to, within that area. But, of course, most of the parents can't afford to pay for the children to go dancing. Um, so our £2,000 bought them all the outfits. It's bought them uh, dance class lessons for the year. And they, they performed at the, uh, the big quiz um, at the town hall. And I have to say, they were absolutely amazing. Um, mm, There's something very similar to what, you know, what True Powell has done with, with his organization. But they're obviously on a much smaller scale and a much less, um, you know, in terms of um, a lot less famous than what True's um, um, performing arts group are. But, but they have the potential to get there, you know. Um, and it is amazing what they've done. Really is amazing. Um, Bellagio Dance, I think they're called. Um, and it just shows what, you know, and you, you've, got, you've got 30, 40 kids that would never have danced, would never have realised they could yeah, dance, yeah. would never have had the opportunity to dance if it was not for the Love Rum or if it not for the people of Birmingham that donated to Love Rum. So, that, you know, stuff like that is really quite, really quite special. Um, but honestly, there's... there's well, we're, we're supporting a charity every, you know, every week. So there's 30, 40 charities each, each year that get, get money. Um, mm. once you take out holidays and stuff, um, you know, there's, there's an awful lot of charities out there that do have that sort of impact with Love Rum. Um, I think it'd be quite nice for us to profile it and demonstrate it just so the people of Birmingham can see where the money's going. So that's one of the, um, so answer to your question, what's the, the future for Love, for Love Brum? The immediate future is for us to be focusing more on our impact. Okay. Which I think um, will generate more interest then as well, of course. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, um, and if you need anything like that, we can do that. Our yeah. uh, mural in uh, Big Birth went into America, went into India, went into New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, honestly, it's... Australia. It's awesome what, what you did. It is awesome. I've not seen it in the skin yet, um, but I've been away for a couple of weeks um, working down south, so I've not had the opportunity to um, to actually uh, go and see it in the skin, um, but I will definitely go and see it this week. When you, I've certainly when, seen all the interest on social media, which, which has been awesome. When you do, um, I guarantee it will take your breath away. But yeah. um, 
I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you into a secret now of what we're doing for uh, Birmingham City. It's a 50th anniversary of Bob Latchford, Bob Atten, yeah, you, and Trevor yeah. Francis coming together, and we're going to be painting uh, a mural at the Blues to to celebrate the 50th anniversary. Yeah. So that's going to go up there, and I'm going to take prints from that, and we'll be the the, the three legends will be signing some of the prints, and uh, we'll be selling those off for charity as well. So yeah. we'll look to uh, support uh, Brum as well. So let's see what we can do from that one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, be awesome. They've got an event on February when they're, they're bringing these three legends back together for the first time in 50 years. Yeah. Um, it's a poorly guarded secret, so I don't think we'll let him too much away. But we'll definitely be at that. So we'll have to, uh, we'll make sure we're at the same table having a, Having a glass of lemonade together, Tim, if you're right. Yeah, no, awesome. Well done. <laughs> no, it is, it is, uh, it is good. And, and, and art, I think, just art in itself is, uh, is a great way of communicating, isn't it? And, uh, you know, and I mean, coming from a business like Hollywood Monster, you know, it's, it is all about art and graphics. And, um, you know, and I've always grown up with a passion for, for artistry and sign writing and drawing and painting. Um, so I think it's uh, bit I'd never be able to do what you what you pulled off there in terms of I've I've not got the skill sets and the guys who've done that are uh, obviously very well talented and well the the, yeah. the guy who did it for us was uh, Gem Forty Eight he's in the top three in the world in Birmingham won't leave Birmingham been offered jobs and opportunities all around the world yeah. gone away working and just came back and he went no nah, I love my city I want to stay in my city. Yeah. So, um, and he needed some assistance with his profile outside of the, you know, the street art world, the graffiti art. So that's kind of what we've done with him. And we've got him a few more gigs. Um, I've got one planned for the Commonwealth Games. So the Commonwealth Games has accepted 12 charities to support and things like that. And we want to go around the city and for all each of these charities, paint a mural for each of these charities, all the Commonwealth Games and try and raise some money on the back of it. And we've also created Art for Charity uh, because there's so many quality, talented artists in the city. They'll get recognised and all of that. So we're going to pay them royalties for their art pieces. And yeah. we're going to sell these art pieces through Art for Charity. We're yeah. not going to be a charity, but we're going to donate all the money's raised to different charities. So we'll yeah. definitely support Love Brum. We've yeah. got a number of other uh, activities and people that are, that are looking for some support so we're going out there looking for some smaller charities and we'll do that but the conduit to love from is excellent for me and for, one thing uh, uh, that we possibly could do because obviously a lot of our clients have hoardings um yeah maybe something you could do like a competition across the city for uh, for children in schools to do something similar but yeah rather than doing it on walls do it on hoardings um and hollywood monster would would print them for you um, we wouldn't charge you. Print them and uh, and put them up on the on the hoardings. And I think that would be really quite cool. So it's sort of an extension to what you're already doing. Um, and that could be another way of not only just raising money, but like you said earlier, it's not just about money, is it? It's about raising awareness as well. Um, I think it's the, the collaboration piece, isn't it? And that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So I like the idea of that. We'll take you up on that, Tim. Mm. Um, yeah, I do like that. Between us, I'm sure we can raise a profile well enough to get some of the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great to get some of the school kids involved, you know. Um, yeah. And create another, another chap that's that's doing the wall art now, you know. Um, yeah, because we do have to keep uh, reinventing 
bringing new people through. Of course um, we do. So what's what's the future for our city, Tim? What are, what, what are we going to um, do? What do we need to do? We've got the Commonwealth Games coming up. We've got some real key things that's happening. But what else do we need to do in our city? Because we are the first city in the UK, aren't we? You know? Yeah, I think I think start start believing in the city for one. Um, and I think we are. Um, but there still are the doubters and the knockers out there. Um, the, di the difference is, because we are so quite self self uh, what's the word um you, you meet a, a scouser you meet a mancunian you meet a a glaswegian they're all like beating the chest you know whereas we're quite soft in our belief in our city yeah yeah so we don't have a swagger He's yeah 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 and That's actually I don't, we don't want a swagger like those people that we've just said however mm. I just think we just need a bit of passion about it, um, and I, and I think somebody like myself could probably get away with saying that. Where you know, whereas from the council, or from uh, you know, political, you know, it probably wouldn't go down very well. Um, but I just think I just think yeah, well, I think we just need to have a bit of a bit of belief. You know, some of the comments I read on Andy Streets, bless him, he's uh, he's working so hard for the city, mm. and uh, some of the comments I see on his social media saying oh what a waste of money this commonwealth games is and what a waste of money you're doing this and i'm thinking let the guy get on and do his job stop knocking him he's working really hard for our city um yeah. you know and, he, and he's 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 it's almost like politics always gets in the way of the city progressing you know manchester has got where it's got through the commonwealth games by supporting the commonwealth games and it's got there through through actually supporting the political drive as well rather than trying to work against it um you know we the, yes we are the first city but we're we're not we're we've got manchester right on our tails and uh, we need to almost copy what they've done as well to a degree copy their attitude their behavior um because i think i think you know, the uh, for me it was all about the celebration of the city so we go to that many different awards do's and different things like that and I kind of we recognise individuals, we're recognising businesses, and I think that's quite good. But I think we need a recognition of the city. So it's about getting a thousand people together at the ICC and go, do you know how good we are? This is what we're doing. Do you know yeah. this is happening in the city? We're having yeah. a world heritage site, a world religious heritage site coming to Birmingham. Not many people know that. Dalai Lama, the Pope, and everybody's going to come to this when he opens. Yeah, and, and it's been bouncing around for many, many years, decades round the globe, round Europe, coming mm. here, and then it's been zeroed down into the UK, and then it's going to end up in Birmingham. Mm. And that type of thing, well, that's just incredible. We've beaten everybody in the world, probably, you know, for that, and just some of the incredible things that we're doing. And a, and a celebration of the city night, where we all just sit down, and we do, for a night, have a swagger, or, we, you know, we, you know, we're not yeah. uh, self-deprivating. I think, like I think Le Brum, um me and PJ have always talked about having like a big celebration night, not, not in a mm. business awards because there's lots of them around. Yep. It is about celebrating the city. We have talked about doing stuff like that. Um, mm. You know, non, non politically biased, um, yep. you know, but a very inclusive event, you know, where you've got, you know, everybody that represents the city really. Um, and I know we've always thought about it being in some kind of a big, huge marquee, um, you know, that, 
you know, and I'm talking to masses of people that you couldn't get into the ICC, uh, something bigger than that. Um, you know, with celebrating all the, the best acts of the city as well, you know, the comedians, the musicians, the, you know, the cultural sector. sector. Um, I, it is something that, you know, we definitely love Brum would be interested in um, partnering with somebody to do something like that because I think it is definitely needed. Um, I spoke to... Uh, not, not from a fundraising point of view here, I'm talking. I'm talking about promoting the city, you know. Um, Putting, putting us on the map. I've challenged or spoke to or done the Paul Cadman mindset of, you know, speaking to the Chamber, speaking to the IOD, speaking to Mate UK, speaking to Made in the Midlands, speaking to all of these organisations and they're going, can you get me 100 people to put into a room? And they're, you know, 100 Brummies in a room to do something like that. And they're all going, yeah, pretty good. I mean, maybe uh, we'll have a look at that together. Let's put 500 people into Millennium Point put our fire and ice walk and then we'll announce that night that we're doing something else. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think it would be and, and actually you spoke about all those organizations, you know, if it's a coming together of all those organizations, because you don't want to make it just business. You want to get Mrs. Jones from King's Heath there. You want to get, you know, you want to get the the, the the sort of the community of the of the city as well. Because they're quite often yeah. forgotten in our circles because yeah, we don't meet them very often, you know. Um, we always meet at business events. So I think I think it's really important to make it very inclusive of, you know, the communities of the city, you know. And, and of course, where Brum can help is with all the organisations that we're dealing with. They are mm -hmm. in the right in the yeah. community. Uh, and they are run by community leaders and, you know, ambassadors for the city, in effect. Um, yeah, so getting all those people involved in it would be, but of course the price point would need to be right as well. Um, so it's very difficult to make something so glamorous and so hard hitting at a price point that you know that, that every the normal man on the street can afford, rather than having well, a business. Well, I think for um, um, my mindset was that uh, the NEC, you know, when they do the Christmas parties, yeah, that kind of thing, we just do it the week before or the week after. Yeah, but we have the same thing, but it's a celebration of the city and that kind of thing, and the money we we, we raise or we don't raise, you know, that kind of thing for that. So I was going to speak to Paul Tandy or the ICC need to step forward yeah. and not charge a room I or anything like that at some point. But that's that's one for us to challenge. That that's yeah. a, that's a project for us to do. I think the uh, where the city's going, the skyline of the city, the universities, the money that they're spending. You know, the youngest city in, in Europe and the, the, the startups, the entrepreneurs and things like that that we've got. Nine yeah. incubator hubs, you know, entrepreneurial hubs and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, it is awesome. Pretty impressive. And I think that it, it's, yeah. uh, it's up to us uh, to guard that and to manage that and to make sure that we keep yeah. hold of that. But, yeah. but at the same time, you know, we've got a massive homeless problem in the city. Every car, every traffic light is, um, you know, is surrounded by people that are, you know, who are, are sort of asking out of desperation for money, um, regardless of where your viewpoint is on that. Um, you know, that people see that they don't remember the skyline going out of the city. They remember the guy that made them or the lady that made them feel uncomfortable at the traffic lights for not giving money to them. Uh, and. You know, we've got to we've got to put those sort of things right first. I think. 
Mm. When yeah, yeah. A nice shiny city skyline, which I totally love and adore and and appreciate and uh, respect. But it's the other. We've got to get the other bits right as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and again, love them has has helped massively in in that, but it's gone nowhere near enough to to solve solving that problem. Um, I don't really know the answer to it, if I'm honest with you. And I know the politicians are trying to come up with an come up with ideas and ways and means. And I don't think it's as easy as just throwing a load of money at them and giving them all a house because I think the problem no, is there's still a, there's, when I interviewed uh, Ian Ward and Andy Street and Liam Byrne, you know, the, the government's made a brilliant job of taking everybody off the streets, throwing a lot of money at it. We put them in temporary accommodation, which was fantastic, but actually they didn't feed them. There was no, no arrangements or provisions for food. So when certain organisations like Cypher and, and different organisations were made to close, there was a shortage of people being fed. Um, we can't take away the bridge that we, we put across there you know, for these people who are homeless, we've got to get in there and we've got to look at each different individual and we've got to be able to deal with it and stuff like that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's an answer. It's a question that's got to be answered, not by us two, to be fair. It goes no, agreed. Isn't it? Um, um, but I know a task force was set up. I don't know how successful that's been. Yeah. Um, I, I don't hear or see anything, to be honest, from it. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not being successful by now. I'm not saying, suggesting that, um, but uh, but I do think you know it needs to. We need to see something happening in that in that degree. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, again, you know, politics aside, um, regardless of what what party you support, I think we all come together on this issue. Is that mm. we shouldn't have homeless people in this day and age begging on our street corners because it it brings the whole city down. I think. Yeah. Something's not okay. right. Um, and I'm just mindful of the time. I mean, you can talk all afternoon, too. Yeah. But we've uh, got to be mindful of that. So it's just up to me to thank you genuinely from the bottom of my heart for coming on board. You do some fabulous things for the city. Do appreciate your time that you've given all for downtown in business today. Wish you all the very best and look forward to raising a glass of wine with you very soon. Thank you yeah. very much yeah. for your time. Cheers, Paul. Thank you.